Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Am I Missing, the podcast where I attempt to fill in the gaps of my knowledge through conversations with friends. I'm your host, Brett Walden, and today I'm talking to Sean Rice about abandoned and forgotten theme park attractions. And oh, man, is this a cool episode. Uh, When I reached out to people to see if they would be on my show, Sean wrote back and gave me the suggestion, and immediately I thought, I never thought that would be a thing. But of course it is, and it is so fascinating. And it being about theme parks seems like it would be very specific and local to Orlando, but it's not. This type of urban exploration happens all over the place, and the cool thing is, and we get into this a bit in the episode, that there are videos of people doing this all over. Not just theme parks, malls, hotels, old hospitals, anything to do uh, with old abandoned buildings that just kind of are allowed to sit there and go derelict. Um, And it is kind of cool to realize that the happiest place on Earth and one of the most visited places um, on Earth uh, still has parts of itself where nobody ever goes and nobody knows exists. So uh, Sean has a lot of cool information that I'm sure at the end of the episode you're going to want to go on Google and check out for yourself. So make sure you do that. As always, there's a sneak preview of episode 15 coming out next Monday at the very end of the show. But enough preamble. Let's do some verbal urban exploration with Sean Rice. Take it away, Anthony. Well, welcome, everybody. This is What Am I Missing? And uh, uh, unlike every other episode that we've done, it's actually a beautiful day. I don't know what that means for the show. We'll see what happens. Um, But I am very excited because we have a very special guest in. His name is Sean Rice, and he's sitting right across the table from me. Say hello, Sean. Hello, everyone. Um, Sean, before we get started, tell me a little bit about yourself. You were just kind of filling me in. You said you're from the Northeast. I am. I'm from uh, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. Born and raised. Uh, moved down here about seven years ago to the Orlando area. I mm-hmm. um, work for one of the giant theme park conglomerates. Yeah. Um, and, we won't uh, name it. We'll let you guess. Yeah, you can guess which one I'm... I'm well, we'll get to the topic in a minute, which, maybe which one I'm a little more <laughs> biased towards. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I've been down here for a while. Uh, Brett and I met through the improv world. You were one of my teachers. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Sean, um, not to not to gloat on him too much, but Sean was um, one of the one of the few students who sort of comes through the system, and immediately you you look at and you go, "Oh, this guy knows what he's doing." Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, and uh, so I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited to not only watch your um, you know personal progress in the area, but to have you here to talk about something that I didn't even know was a thing. Oh, yeah. But if you've read the title of the show, you already know what's coming up. We're talking about um, defunct and and uh, non-existent rides and attractions. Yep. Anything that, that used to be that isn't anymore or was planned and didn't happen in was the supposed theme park. supposed to be. Yeah. Should wow. have happened, maybe should not have happened. Or, yeah, in the theme park world. So I feel like, I feel like there's a lot that... that, that I guess doesn't exist out right. there. Um, but but my first question is, um, before we get into any of those details, is why, what, how, why is that? <laughs> Who, what? Yeah. How is that mm-hmm. something that you, when you came to me with the topic, and that's what you, that was my first question. I was like, that why why is that interesting? Yeah. Or how do you, how does somebody get to know all of this? I don't know. Um. So growing up in the Northeast, we would you know go to a lot of the Northeast theme parks: Dorney Park, Hershey Park. Six Flags Great Adventure, but we'd always do a yearly pilgrimage down here mm-hmm. to 
Disney and Universal. Um, so it's always been a nostalgic thing for me, theme parks and that sort of thing. Um, and then growing up and moving down here eventually, and everyone likes the theme parks. Right. Um, so it's sort of that thing like, of course, everyone knows the same trivia you know. Um, and one of the things that fascinated me, I have coffee table books and pamphlets and things about things that just never happened. For some reason, that's really, that was my first kind of embrace of this. Yeah. Um, there were like hotels at Disney that were, people knew about people were booking future rooms for and then they just never got built really or like attractions were countries at epcot that they had signs up that just one night they just took them down and, and just like, never talked about don't talk about them and so i think like trying to find more information about those things because it's not disney's not talking about them universal's not talking about it sure. so it's reading about old imagineers or universal people or um it, it took a little more it took longer to find that stuff it wasn't like you could just go to Wikipedia. Now there's Wikipedia for it, but right. Um, so I think maybe it was that hey, you had to dive deeper to learn about it. Yeah. Um, and then two, I love the secret parts of the parks, and so there's a lot of cool secret homages to things that used to be there. We'll get into definitely some of those where yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. An attraction took over an old attraction, and oh, in the third room, if you blink twice and look to your left, you could see the ghost of the old animatronic or something. Right. Um, I love that stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've looked into it a little bit. I know that there are parts of, especially like um, uh, Magic Kingdom and mm -hmm. stuff, where there I, there's like an old water park or something, if I remember oh, correctly, yeah. or like a planned one, and, and some of the remnants are still there, but apparently it's like... It's like toxic or something. Yep. Like you can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I do, I, I do know that these things exist, but I'm, I'm curious to see what else. Yeah. Is out there, or I guess not out mm -hmm. there. Um. So where, I mean, where's a good place to start? What, well, so the one you brought up is actually a really cool one. So you're talking about River Country. Mm -hmm. So River Country was the first official water park ever. It was at Disney, um, and it was over by the Fort Wilderness Campground. Okay. So this was something planned in like the original, you know, Walt Disney on the back of a napkin sketch that there would be this campground and there'd be some sort of a water playground. And it was designed to be sort of the old swimming hole, you know, rope swings into the water. And they literally used the water from the lake oh. and it would get purified and whatever, but it was still brown. It looked like lake water. Right. Um, and so that the remnants of that park is still there. And it's super weird. And if you go on YouTube, there's lots of videos of people who have broken in and have gotten caught and are banned from Disney for life. Mm -hmm. um, they've since actually filled in all of the old pools because of, um, actually it was because of Zika last year with all the mosquito stuff. Oh, wow. So all the standing water, they wanted that to go away. But all the slides are still there. All of the like break rooms for the employees are still there. A couple of the videos, the like background music is still playing. It's it, very weird. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and so that was... That was a water park. I went to it when I was little, and then they built Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, so now it's just those two that exist. Right. Um, but yeah, just it's this weird, again, Dizzy just doesn't talk about it, and it's just there. It's the bones of this old water park. They just turned it off one day. Um, so it was, it was a place, though, that you could go to at oh, one absolutely. point. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It was a water park. You could go. You could buy a ticket. Um, you took a boat from Magic Kingdom. You can If you take the boat from Magic Kingdom to Fort Wilderness... You go right by it. You can see it. It's just on the on the banks of the water. Oh. Um, if you've ever been to the Hoop de Doo Review mm -hmm. um, at Pioneer Hall at Fort Wilderness, it's just behind that, by the where the horse stables are. Um, it's still there. It's just completely overgrown and very weird. Um, so what about the? Was I correct in in that like it's toxic or was that? I mean, part of why they sort that of was paved part it over of it. And... Um, there's a lot of theories. Um, 
it wasn't as popular as the other water parks. Um, one of the big things was you maybe you've heard of like in Florida where there's standing water, there's these brain eating amoebas that can get into your ears and right. You can wasn't snort them confirmed up that that was going on there, <laughs> but I don't know that it was something they weren't concerned about. Right. Um, but for a plethora of reasons, they ended up closing it. Um, but it's it literally, they just kind of turned the water off and walked away. That's insane. Yeah. So what, and I'm sure this will be a question, let's just get it out of the way now, because sure. I'm sure I'll have this question for a lot of these rides and, and attractions that got shut down. Why leave it? Like, why not just destroy it and, and put something on top of it? Yeah, well, the rumor mill would say that that's happening soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know, can't confirm or deny, but I think it's just a cost thing. I think if it's if it's something that's smack in the middle of Magic Kingdom, you're going to knock it down. Right. But if it's buried in the forest and you have to know where to look and that sort of thing you it's gonna be right there right um it's just easier to let nature just easier to write um reclaim it yeah another weird one that's sort of like that was um where the art of animation resort is now Mm -hmm. um that was always planned to be the second phase of the pop century resort and it was going to be so pop century um if you're not familiar is one of the value resorts at disney and it's themed over the decades from like the the 90s 80s 70s 60s 50s and then there was going to be a second part that would be themed to the 40s, 30s, 20s, to, you know, oh, cool. stay in a yeah. 30s themed <laughs> prohibition. It's a sad room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so they started building that. And then 9-11 happened and the recession and everything, and they just stopped. And so there were these half-completed resorts sitting in the middle of Disney World for years. Yeah. And everyone was like, what's going on? And again, Disney was like, what are you talking about? Like, right. Well, no, well, there's something over there. And it was just half built. And then eventually they turned it into art of animation. But so that's a, a weird one where they, you know, started building it, ran out of money, put the pause button on and yeah. they never knocked it down. It just sat there. From what I hear, a lot of people lived in it, you know. So uh, is art of animation <laughs> sort of built um, from the bones yeah. of Pop Century? Like, it's not like they just paved it over and started right. it again. They just kind of exactly. continued building and turned it into something else. And interestingly, if you do go, and this is one of these weird kind of deep facts. So if you go, there are buildings where the doors to the rooms open inside, mm-hmm. like a, you know, a more upscale hotel. Those are the newer buildings. But any of the buildings that open to the outside, like the All-Star Resorts or like uh, Pop Century, those are the original buildings. Oh. So once they came back to the idea, they didn't knock the old buildings down, but there's definitely... A difference, right? Because um, it's nicer to have the doors open inside. You don't have bugs and stuff flying inside when you open the door. But so I've um, never been to Art of Animation. Mm-hmm. Is it do the? Is it like half and half? Then the doors, mm-hmm. like every yeah. once in a while, it'll just well, it's whole building. So one whole building will be outside facing, right. and then a whole building will be inside facing. Oh, that's and so it has weird. to do with like yeah, and they're all different themes. So one of them's cars themed, one of them's Little Mermaid, Lion King, and right. Can't remember exactly which one's which, but it's like half and half. Wow. I love I love the stuff, especially as it um, relates to Disney, about like what was supposed to be mm-hmm. or what could have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to uh, Cal Arts for grad school, and that um, the story, you know, and understand that everything I think that Sean and I say is uh, Sean's a little more factual um, based, but but mine <laughs> is definitely like this is what people said. Yeah, yeah. was the story. Uh-huh. Um, but Cal Arts was originally part of the Epcot plan mm-hmm. um before it was even like a park before you know when it was actually a, a thing yeah 
um, similar to like what Celebration was supposed to be part of that, you mm-hmm. know, experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Pretty good. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, CalArts was supposed to be like the school of Epcot. And so it was like, it was conceived by Disney and it was a coming together of two arts colleges, but it was going to be this place where the arts flourished. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if you go there now, all of the schools are named after a member of the Disney family. Cool, yeah. So it's very definitely part of that world um but it was also conceived to be sort of so state-of-the-art that i think at one point they were talking about having like a zip line or a not not like a physical zip line where you 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 know put yourself in it um but but like a a fast rail from cal arts which is in valencia Mm -hmm. just north of la straight into the heart of the city oh that's and so it was just like it was supposed to be this technological marvel um and but they ran out of money. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they also, I think, intended to build it in case the school failed. Mm-hmm. They were they were they built it so that they could convert it into a hospital very easily. Oh weird. Yeah. And so it's the the hallways are a little wider than mm-hmm. you would expect because you need two gurneys uh-huh. you need room for two gurneys to move. Um, there's doors that go nowhere because they just they ran out of money. Yeah. Um, but, but then you, but like the, the shop, the theater shop where they build all the sets and the props and stuff has a sprung floor, which you would never expect Hmm. because they intended it to be dance studios. Oh my gosh. And so they built this room and then ran out of money and went, Oh, I guess we got to convert this into something that we need. And so you've got like this beautifully sprung Uh floor, you know, and if you don't know what that is, it basically is for dancers so that they're not hurting their ankles right, and right. knees you know the floor actually has some give to it um which you don't need in a shop no unless not. you drop a hammer and expect it to bounce back up bounce back <laughs> up to you but 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 it's like it's stuff like that it just always seems to come down to finances yeah and that's what a lot of it is yeah um that's like another, another one that that reminds me of is at epcot um there are show buildings so show buildings are the what is what an attraction's housed in so the front looks like you know a castle and then you walk in and it's really just a giant warehouse behind it right um at germany um if you've ever been to the germany pavilion so you walk into the pavilion at the very back the left there's two very clear sort of portals and to the left is the restaurant and to the right is just a big mural that was supposed to be a ride they Mm. built the show building for it it was a rhine river ride a boat ride and then they ran out of money so the building is there the door was built, and then they just put a picture on top of it. Wow. So it just sits there. So it's just sitting there. Right. That's too bad, because I, I was actually at Epcot yesterday, and the one thing that I love the most are those river rides. Mm-hmm. They're just so nice. They're great. Yeah. So um, speaking of Epcot, uh, it, it is my understanding that there there's room in between each country right? Yeah. So there's... For technically another country. There's room between a lot of the pavilions for future expansion. So there was... They announced a Spain pavilion. That Mm -hmm. was one of the ones and then the sign just went away. (laughs) They announced like an African pavilion and then that went away. There's like a little African like coke store that you can go to today but it was supposed to be a whole thing. Right. Um, There's been rumors... Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Right. Right. Yeah. Disney's not pushing cocaine. Uh Uh-uh. Well... That we know of. Yeah. Not on the surface. (laughs) Um... Yeah, there's been so there's been rumors of an Israel pavilion, and a, um, there were rumors that in Japan they were going to build a, a Mount Fuji, and it was going to be like in a Matterhorn, like they have in Disneyland. Yeah. Um, so they've sort a Brazilian one was something they've been rumored. So there's a lot of room. Um, it just depends on how far back they want to build and what they want to knock down and that sort of thing. So right. there's lots of room to expand. And pretty much, I mean, there's room for two more parks at Disney, but right. they, they'll never do it. 
Yeah. Um, that kind of feels like that's the reason, too, why they can just afford to just kind of like let things grow over. Mm-hmm. They're just like, eh, right. we'll just put it over here now. Yeah. It's not, then, it's not like Universal where they are so limited by space that they right. kind of have, if they want to expand, they have to knock something else down. Exactly. Dis- Disney can just be like, eh, just let the trees grow yep. over it again. That's like Disneyland, too. It's yeah. so small. Right. So anything gets knocked down to put anything else up, which is why, you know, you see a lot of attractions get changed over there like the magic kingdom here because there's just no room right so yeah um so so let's uh so is that is that all for epcot or i mean as far as like right well, that... so one of the cool things with epcot um that's not specifically here there was a park planned called westcott which was going to be essentially where disney california adventure is out in california mm-hmm. and it was going to be a west coast version of epcot oh wow and it was pretty much announced it was planned there's a ton of concept art you can find and then basically from what i understand it was during the eisner era of when they started to put hotels in florida because there used to only be like three or four here Mm. and again finances just didn't happen but if you look up some of the concepts for westcott it would have been like very cool (laughs) oh really like some very very cool future like kind of what the dream of epcot was so epcot if you don't know, the original plan for the Florida Epcot was an actual city. Right. The idea was they were building a futuristic city that was going to be off the grid, that was going to be here. The Magic Kingdom was purely like, oh, and a park, so you can go play in the park. And then the whole plan the plan happened. They bought up the land. Walt Disney died. And then basically the company was like, okay, we're not really going to do that, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounded very cool, but we're not going to. That was the ravings of an old man. Yeah, yeah. very cool. But it, <laughs> come on. So instead, they made it a theme park. Right. They sort of honored the idea of right. it. But... Yep. Um, and Epcot was originally going to be... So the idea of what you see of Epcot today was two parks. They had they had an idea for a park that was a uh, year-round World's Fair, which is what Future World is. So where Spaceship Earth, the big golf ball is. Um, with all your different pavilions representing, you know, energy and the land and all that. Yeah. And then another park that they had in the works where they had, uh, the, the, the story is that there were two models in a room. One was this World's Fair and one was this pavilion of different parts of the world. And then physically two Imagineers were like, hey, wait a minute, and just pushed them together and then pitched it. And then that's what Epcot is. Oh, wow. And so the Westcott would be more of that World's Fair specific. Um, it's very cool. If you look up some of the concept art for it, it's a big, gold version of uh, spaceship earth in the middle and oh that's pretty cool. cool yeah yeah so that never happened um other parks like uh so there was a disney's america that was supposed to get built up in like virginia that didn't happen um there was going to be like a sea um style park out in like long beach i think out in california mm-hmm. and that didn't happen and basically once they started expanding overseas and they realized there was a market expansions here stopped until right. the last you know decade or so right so these stories, I mean, you kind of mentioned it, but but uh, are all of these plans sort of being announced publicly and then just kind of disappearing, or are these? Yeah, some of them. Um, back before the internet, when things kind of could get released and then disappear, and people were like, "Did you remember that?" No, oh, I guess it's gone. Like right. that would happen. So like the Spain Pavilion was there was a billboard that was put up in Epcot that went away. Westcott was sort of talked about, um, but was, now was Westcott? I'm sorry, before. Disney passed or afterwards? Oh, after. after. Yeah, far after. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because Walt passed in the late sixties. Um, so he was before anything in Florida opened. So Westcott would have been like the the next brother of Epcot. Oh right. Um, so it was never intended to be the community. It was also it no, was, just it was always going to be another park. park. Yeah, got it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, 
What were we just? Oh my god, I just got off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were saying about pre-internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so one of the more recent examples of something that came out and then kind of went away. So Disney Springs, what we have today, which is what used to be Downtown Disney. Right. So they announced something called. Um, uh, what was it called? Like Flam- no, Flamingo Crossing is something else. The, the Hyperion Wharf. That's mm. what it was. They announced this. It was at one of the big press conferences with whoever the CEO was at the time with those little pointer. Um, it was announced. It was a thing called Hyperion Wharf, and then it just faded away. And then again, if you ask people about it, they're like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> no, what you- that was never a plan. It's never a thing. It's fully announced. Like sketch art. Like what the third party vendors that were going to be coming in. Everything. Yeah. And then it just went away. And Disney Springs is fantastic. So I think they made a good choice. Yeah. But um. Yeah, that was fully announced. Was it supposed it just, to be fundamentally different? What What was it? I think it would have been a lot like what you see with Disney Springs, just mm-hmm. with a different theme to it of this like more of a kind of a West Coast wharf, like a San, San Francisco kind of feel oh, okay. to it. Right. And now it's more of the old Florida Springs right. kind of feel. But yeah. yeah, just announced and then just went away. That's I, crazy. I've been in a conference room at Disney called Hyperion Wharf. So that's the only thing that exists anymore, I think. So that uh, is that a? Do you think that's a direct reference to? Oh yeah, the old it's plans. A, yeah, because it's a building where all the it was a, a building at Disney that where all the conference rooms are named after like, I don't know why, but different things. Right. Flamingo Crossing being one of them, which is something they're building out on the south end of Disney. But um, and I just remember being like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna deny everything about except this except the name of this the weird name conference. Of the, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, except there it is. Um, so that again, going back to something that you said before, that seems to be a thing though, where where the designers or the Imagineers or whoever mm-hmm. it is will throw in these tiny references to, yeah. you know, whatever is being replaced or whatever should have been, just kind of little nods to mm-hmm. people in the know. Yeah, right. To kind of go like, oh, I get that. Yeah. So there's some very cool examples of that. So one of my favorites, so my favorite attraction growing up was Mr. Toad, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, mm-hmm. which is still in California. I just went on it last week. Okay. It's great. Um, oh, yeah. Welcome back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Made it back. Um, so the, it used to exist at Magic Kingdom here in Florida, and now it's replaced by the Winnie the Pooh attraction. Right. It's the only attraction I have not been on in Walt Disney World. For... I can't just do it. principle. Yeah, just principle. Okay, can't do it. Um, so in that ride, there's in the queue, um, there's a picture of Owl from Winnie the Pooh lore, um, getting the deed from Mister Toad. So he's passing it over to him. Oh yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> I don't agree with that transaction. Um, it happened. It's I, legal. It's, fine. it's legally there's a binding. Legal deed. Um, there's also, a photograph of it. Yeah. Over in uh, the Haunted Mansion, um, when, you walk, when you're walking out of the Haunted Mansion, on your left is a pet cemetery. So if you look up to your left and so there's you know, dogs and cats and that sort of thing. Yeah. And up in the top corner is a statue of Mr. Toad. Oh, he used... died. Yeah, so he's dead. Okay. That's canon. Uh, it's literally it's <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> well, if you've been on the, if, if, small tangent, if you've, have you been on the Mr. Toad ride? Uh, in uh, Disneyland. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, the Mr. Toad ride, the, the quick plot of that is Mr. Toad gets motor mania, which is caused by breathing in the exhaust fumes from a car, decides to drive the car recklessly, um, gets drunk, crashes, gets, uh, and goes to hell. And so he dies in the ride. You die. You are Mr. Toad in the ride and you die and you go, the last scene of the ride is, is the devil blowing smoke at you. Wow. So yeah, it's canon. He's dead. It was, um... It was a different time. Mm-hmm. 
it was a different time back then. It's crazy. Um, this is this kind of goes back to an episode that we did um, a few weeks ago with with Robbie about um, Snoopy. Mm-hmm. But uh, in doing research for that on what to post, I was going through old, uh, like original comics of it, and I had a hard time finding the humor and the punchline in it. It's crazy. Um, the first the first comic that had Snoopy. Um, that ever ever featured Snoopy was uh, Snoopy on all fours walking, and he had a fl- he has a flower coming out of like mm-hmm. his collar. I guess he's got a flower on his uh-huh. head. Don't know why, um, and it's never explained. It it literally just services the last panel. Um, but he's walking with a flower coming out of his head. He happens to pass under a window with a flower box that are growing the same type of flowers that he has in his head. A girl pops out of the window and starts to water her flowers, getting him wet, and the last panel, this is all in silence, and the last panel is him just sitting in a puddle. And that's the joke. <laughs> and and I read that, and I went, did, I mean, was this just uproariously funny back then? But it's like that same thing where it's just like, people's sense of, like, humor and story it's so have, have yeah. changed. So, have they changed? I don't know. I don't or did know. people back then go, are we in hell right yeah. now? Like with that same sort of like, is this is this happening? Or were they just like, oh yeah, this this makes complete sense. Yes. If you really want to go through a trip, read any Heathcliff cartoon strip. Okay. It is, it doesn't, it feels like you're in a different universe. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Right. It makes no sense. Oh yeah. There's like a running gag where blowing bubbles makes you fly, like blowing bubble gum. It's uh-huh. very, it's so, and there's like, other characters that you're supposed to know. I guess if you're a Heathcliff fanatic. You probably, yeah. Anyway. I love I love <laughs> worlds that, that sort of don't try to um, explain themselves, I guess, where they mm-hmm. just kind of like lean into the into the crazy. But but I think there's a difference between like that like Heathcliff I think predates Garfield. I'm um, not sure. I think I think he predates Garfield, but I but it was always kind of like um Oreos and Hydrox, yeah, man, we are getting way off. <laughs> Did you say something about tangents? That off we topic here, um, but but you know, Hydrox are the are are viewed as the sort of knockoff version of Oreo, but they predate. Right. Yeah, Heathcliff, I think is that is viewed as the knockoff Garfield, but he predates. The I'm pretty sure Orange Cat. Yeah, but once Garfield hits the scene, suddenly it's like, oh, we have to do something with mm-hmm. this, and so I think they, from the sounds of it, just went crazy. It's insane. Stuff like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, I think, was just of its time. Yeah. Where they were just like, yeah, motor mania. It's, man, if you read some of the, in, like, I've read a lot of books and interviews with old Imagineers. Because the original, so Imagineer is the term for the creative at Disney. So they're the ones who come up with the ideas for the rides. And they have backgrounds in art and engineering and storytelling, everything. So they, they were just animators. They were animators that Walt basically came up to and said, hey, you know, I, I loved your work on Bambi. Um, I need you to make a robot. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I trust you enough. Let's see what happens. Right. And um, some of their stories, it, uh, like there's this one guy, Raleigh Crump, who is very interesting if you look him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just crazy. I love him. But he was like, he came up with these ideas that got shot down left and right. They were just too bizarre. And like Mr. Toad is an, is an example of one that just sort of like got through. Right. And is a classic now. Um, but yeah, some of those original things like the dark rides that still exist mostly at disneyland where you're just like 
okay, next scene. Oh, someone's dying. Oh, the Wicked Witch is being killed in yeah. front of me. Oh, okay, now we're over here. Now there's... The, it's crazy. It's frightening. It's terrifying. The Pinocchio ride at Disneyland is terrifying. Which one is that? It's the story of Pinocchio. Um, the, all the rides at Disneyland are pretty much just the story of the movie condensed into a minute and a half long ride. Right. But the Pinocchio... Pinocchio is terrifying. Pinocchio, the story of like... It's a, he's a slave. Yeah. Uh, forced to dance. Gets out. Um, goes to Pleasure Island with the other boys. Gets forced into more intense slavery by becoming a donkey. Right. Somehow escapes that. Gets eaten by a whale. Um, somehow escapes that. And then becomes a boy eventually in there. But like the the <laughs> the meat of that story is slavery and like uh, transforming your bodies into different. It's insane. Right. And the ride is terrifying. If if Pinocchio had become a man at the end of it, do you think it would be more seen as a metaphor for like puberty, growing up, and growing up? But instead, he just like he goes through all of that, and at the end of it, he just becomes. He, he's, he's he's a boy. Just a boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. We had this running. We went on Pinocchio twice, and uh, at the last scene, there's like it's Geppetto's workshop, and there's this really terrifying, creepy-looking wooden doll on the corner, mm-hmm. and we have this running joke that like this is the puppet that Geppetto is like doesn't want to be a real boy. Like he has the power, right? right? The blue fairy's like, hey, here we are, and that one puppet's like, please, Papa. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You you're, more, gonna, you're gonna stay while here, right there. Well, I'm here. You got any more puppets that it's I can I transform? Out. I can do any of them. Uh, no, I think we're good. I think we're all set. Just this one. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> Who is that? No, no, nothing. nothing. No, one. we're good. We're good. That's awesome. Um, have you heard the theory that the donkey from Shrek? Is one of the boys from Pleasure I Island? I have not heard that, but I am into it. Pretty fascinating. Sounds like it checks out. Apparently, there's there's support for it within the movie, interesting. Um, which is why you know he just he gets turned into a donkey and he never gets turned back. Interesting. Um, yeah, pretty tragic. As a side note, to so Pleasure Island is referenced in Pinocchio the movie. Yeah. So Brett, you're familiar with Pre- Pleasure Island that used to be a Disney downtown Disney. Yes. So would you say that that's the same Pleasure Island? Right. It's a very similar name. Yeah. Right. Would I say that it's similar? Would you, you say mean? that it's a reference to that movie? I would. Um, I would hope so. No, because otherwise, and I've never. Here's here's my tangent. I've never agreed with the name Pleasure Island sure. as far as like a Disney area that you can go to, uh-huh. um, especially when it's supposed to be adult themed. Oh yeah. Um, so I always, based on what you're about to say, I yes. always hoped that it was a reference to Pinocchio. No, no, Brett. As, as most of your listeners probably know, Pleasure Island at Downtown Disney was named by uh, after Meriwether Pleasure, who is the man who founded Pleasure Island. Wait. His, his name is Meriwether Pleasure, and he founded Pleasure Island. It has nothing to do with the movie. He founded the Pleasure Island at Disney? Sure, yeah. Yeah, the one in the movie is not the same. Same name. Same concept of just adult behavior. Different. Right. Completely different. But not... Not named at no nope. nobody looked at that and went oh we should take this Pinocchio reference and name it no his name happened so if his name was Smith it would have been Smith Island. Smith Island yeah that's even more insane than Mr Toad's Wild Ride yeah it doesn't make any sense so okay. what um I came in a little I think I can I think I moved here right at the tail end mm-hmm. or I think I visited for the first time right at the tail end of Pleasure Island okay so I've only ever heard 
wistful stories of people yeah. who wish that we could go back to those halcyon days. Yeah, Pleasure Island's interesting because it, it was around for a few years at the end and it was ter- it was nothing because they started gutting all of the clubs and things. So Pleasure Island, when it when it was, and there's a, a lot of incarnations of what was in Pleasure Island, but the idea is that it was a district where um, adults could, you know, make sure their kids were asleep, I guess, and just lock the door and go and go to these clubs. Right. And so there were dance clubs, there were comedy clubs, the Adventurers Club, which was one of the coolest concepts in the world, which was um, this sort of uh, living, uh, they had characters who would perform, um, and then there would be rooms where the masks would come to life and talk to you, and there'd be songs that they would sing, and it was a bar, and it was very cool, like kind of very unique, not really replicated anywhere else. Yeah. Pleasure Island came about because downtown Orlando, Church Street, the Church Street station used to be this like nationally renowned like a party district. And mm. Disney said, well, we can do that. And so they built Pleasure Island and kind of killed the downtown church district thing, Good. whatever it was. Yeah. Good for them. And now it's better than ever, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so Pleasure Island was just a bunch of clubs and... Um, eventually after, you know, it became kind of a hotspot for youths to hang out and then to get in fights and just not what Disney wanted it to be anymore. And so they knocked it down and built Disney Springs on right. top of it. Um, for a while there was like a giant Jessica rabbit, just like getting dads worked up. And <laughs> it was just a weird place. There's a bar called mannequins, uh, mm-hmm. which was a dance club where there would just be mannequins inside and so okay you know, if you'd had a couple drinks you might think oh this guy's really into me and it was a mannequin the whole time <laughs> you know not nightmare inducing whatsoever <laughs> um are there still are there still references to pleasure island at disney springs now yeah so okay this is very cool i just learned about this recently there's this thing called the society of explorers and adventurers it's this mm. weird disney thing that's alluded to all over the world, but it's not really something like super well known. So it's the society of, it's exactly what it sounds like, Society of Explorers and, and, and Adventures. Meriwether Pleasure was a member. I don't believe that's a real name. Meriwether Pleasure, the founder of Adventureland, or uh, Pleasure Island. <laughs> Pleasure Island. <laughs> sorry. I, no, he, that was Meriwether Adventure. Sorry, of course. <laughs> He's a member of, of C, S-E-A. Uh-huh. Um, other um, people include the, uh, the guy who founded the Jungle Cruise, um, the guy, uh, Jacques Lindsay, who's the guy, the Jacques Lindsay's hangar bar is a bar at Disney Springs. He's the pilot, um, from the Indiana Jones movie. He was mm-hmm. in the movie for like five minutes. So he has his own bar. He's part of it. Um, there's a high, um, Hightower, Professor Hightower is a, a, ride, a character from a ride out in one of the overseas parks. He's part of it. So there's all these people who are part of it. Um, the rumor is that in the new, uh, the Jungle Cruise movie starring The Rock, that it might be kind of more alluded to and it might be more of a thing. I hope not. I like that it's sort of this weird underground thing. But yeah. so there are references to Meriwether Pleasure in Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, in the Skipper Canteen, which is the restaurant over by the Jungle Cruise, which is all Jungle Cruise themed in Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So there's references to all these people all over the place. On the Disney Cruise Line, the one of the kids clubs is, is run, quote unquote, by a member of the SEA. So very weird, very cool, but... So wait, I'm confused. Is is this a How? real society? <laughs> yeah. No. It's a dis- it's no, it's a made it's just, up thing. It's just a thing that kind of it's it it's like an undercurrent of yeah. various locations. Yes. Where it's just okay, so it's a fictional club. It's like Shield, you know? Yeah. But so like not everybody knows that all these people like like before the Avengers movies and and if people who didn't read the comic books were like, "Oh, all these all these different superheroes, they're just doing their own thing." What? They're all friends? Like, right. it's sort of that. It's okay. like, oh, all these cool, like, adventurer or, like, kind of, um, 
you know, Jules Verne kind of vibey adventure explorer kind of thing. They all have this membership that they're all part right. of. But it's um, not like Club 33 or no, whatever no, no, where no. it's like this is something that actual people can join. No. Oh, Maybe cool. someday it will be, but no, it's just the story. That's cool. Um, yeah, and it kind of harkens back to the Adventures Club, which was that the thing I, I spoke about before where there was a, you know, a special drink and there was a, I think Kungaloosh was a, you know, chant that they would do and there's songs they would sing. And so that was sort of like this club. And so I think that's sort of what expired, um, inspired the, this new club thing. Yeah. It's cool. It is something that I think Disney does really well is that, is, uh, is that subtle, that subtle storytelling every once in a while, they can be very overt, mm-hmm. obviously with their, um, you know, licensing and product placement and all sorts of things. But then if you really, take the time to pay attention and focus on little details all of a sudden a secondary yep. uh, you know a story starts to emerge where you're like oh wait there's something else going on mm-hmm. here and that's one of my favorite that's the thing i love the most about um imagineering at disney and universal creative to a certain extent especially with the harry potter stuff it's just it's yeah. incredible the small details you can find and the homages so if you walk down main street all the names on the windows on main street are are homages to imagineers and disney legends and so if you didn't know that it just looks like theming but it's such a cool thing right um one of the coolest ones i've seen recently i was just out in california um for a few days at disneyland and so they have a new ride at California Adventure. Um, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Mm-hmm. So it used to be the Tower of Terror that was out there. Right. And so this is a good example of things that kind of got it got changed over. The Disney fans online freaked out. How could you take away the Tower of Terror? Now everyone's kind of changed their mind because the ride is awesome. Oh, really? It's incredible. Um, and so it takes place in the Collector's um, Fortress. So mm-hmm. the Collector character from the MCU. Um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so in the... Episode two. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, throwback. Go check it out. It's <laughs> a good one. Um, so the collector's for... So the queue line is filled with things that the collector has collected. And a lot of them are from the comics. A lot of them are from the movies. But there are things from the theme parks. So if you look way up in the corner, there's a box that has figment in it from oh, Epcot. That's cool. Um, there are things that, that are throwing back to the Tower of Terror, which is the ride that was there before. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, we looked up an Easter egg kind of hunt and we were looking for all this stuff. One of the coolest things, I think, is the soundtrack that plays outside of the ride. If you listen super carefully, and we sat there and listened for a long time, it has pieces of audio from attractions that have closed at Disneyland. Really? So, yeah. And if you if you know what you're listening for, you can hear kind of cues and things from, or like, you know, s- small snippets from... It's so cool. Yeah. It's so... I love that they do that stuff. Unnecessary. Yeah. For like the five people a day that would be like, wait a minute, is that Neil Armstrong's speech from the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln soundtrack? (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's who you know, it's like it is unnecessary for 98% of the population, but it's like it's not done for them, I think. You know, I think it's done for people like you and me. Yeah. And probably people who listen to this podcast. Yeah, sure. Who... who just love that that sort of that level of detail like i'm so fascinated by um by by references to other things mm-hmm. um you know i think i was talking to somebody who was uh you know they 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 wanted to talk to me about the show the other day at work and you know and and I was like, you know, you should come on. And he was saying like, oh, but I'm just, you know, like I'm into things, but I don't know that I'm, you know, like at a certain point, I just stop being into them, you know? And I said, but I think you're a lot like me where I'm, I'm interested in things, but I'm more interested in like, in their impact on the real world. Yeah. You know, I'm not really into 
fictional universes, but but I am interested in like how they came about, um, how how they were developed, you know, where what they were influenced mm-hmm. by, yeah, you know, and it's like, but it's stuff like that that sort of, you know, obviously there's there's an Imagineer or a team of Imagineers out there who want to pay homage to the past mm-hmm. and what came before and and to 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 sit there and and try to you know listen yeah. for those little things makes complete sense to me yeah just so you can turn to the person next to you and go oh, did you hear it uh-huh. and they go i don't yeah, care what are you talking about <laughs> and you're like this is significant uh huh like one of the cool things they just announced so they're building star wars galaxy's edge which yeah. is the new star wars themed land at hollywood studios and then also out at california yeah um, which by the way, went to Toy Story Land yeah. yesterday and got to see over the fence. Mm-hmm. It looks insane. It's going to be very cool. It's going to be... I mean, it looks straight out of the movie. Yeah. It's insane. Anyway. I'm trying to like... I'm trying to not look at anything. Yeah. Like, I've seen the concept art and stuff, but I'm trying to just put my blinders up because I just want to walk in and just be like... Dude. Blown away. The I level of wait. detail is crazy. Have, anyway, yeah, go ahead. I have some friends who have worked on the project and I'm like, don't tell me anything. Yeah. Just, just be quiet. Um... So the Star Tours is the ride that's currently at Disneyland and, and Hollywood Studios. So it's in a, its second incarnation now, changed about maybe six or seven years ago. And so originally your pilot on Star Tours, his name was Rex, voiced by Paul Rubens. Mm-hmm. And so now it's C-3PO. So the storyline for the original one was much more coherent. It was like this, you were aboard Star Tours and you were supposed to go to Endor and he... Really, if you look at it, Rex doesn't do anything wrong. It's more R2-D2, but that's a whole thing. And I don't know why everyone blames Rex, but anyway, coordinates are off. So now Rex is not there anymore, but they've just announced Rex is coming back. And he's going to be the DJ oh. at the Cantina Bar. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And you know he's going to mess it up. He's going to screw it up. <laughs> but I love that. So like, yeah. I mean, that's And that's one of those more like heavy-handed references, because most people who have been on Star Tours would recognize, especially the voice once you hear it. Um, but such a cool thing as a throwback to that. Um, it's there. That. I mean, but that's the thing with anything. I think if you're into it, it does seem a bit a bit obvious. But mm-hmm. to any casual yeah, maybe not. observer, and especially with the amount of just tourists and people from out of town who come through here, they they would never know the difference. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, this is a weird, again, a weird reference, but thinking about robots, um, I remember in the Guardians of the, not Guardians of the Galaxy, listen to me, um, Hitchhiker's Guide mm-hmm. um, movie, which didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, I, I loved. It. Yeah. But there's a scene where they are in line, um, I think, to essentially for like unemployment. They're trying to get, mm-hmm. there, there's a, but there's a line and there's like a wide shot and there's all these aliens and there's different robots and stuff in the line. And peppered throughout are references to yeah, like yeah. the old TV show. You know, there's, uh, there's, there's the, uh, there's the original uh, Marvin um, in line and there's like, the, you know, and so it's just mm-hmm. like, if you looked at that scene very quickly, you just go, oh, robots and aliens. But if you know it, yep. you kind of go, again, you turn to the person next to you and go, <gasps> That's the original Marvin. And yeah. they're like, I don't care. Well, that's why I think that's why people are so excited about Ready Player One. Because you could pause that movie in any scene right. and see something in the background. Right. You know, some of them were more obvious. Like Iron Giant and that sort of thing. The, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Back to the Future car. But um, yeah, and that's why people love doing the Easter eggs on the Pixar movies because it always references the next one coming. And, yeah. Um, that was very cool. It just makes you feel like you're part of a larger community mm-hmm. that's not so big, though. It's still very exclusive. You know, it's kind yeah. of the community that you sort of... Um, you sort of enter enter into yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like with this, I'm, I'm sure that there's not, there, there's a, there's a, um, 
a hardcore group of people who who want to know and find out as much as they can about like ideas and rides and mm-hmm. things that never came to fruition but there's not a lot of you yeah right <laughs> there are a surprising number of really great youtube channels specifically about this stuff yeah um which is probably how i've gotten back into it recently because it's it is so much and yeah it's so well put together and produced and check them out they're amazing so i want to um i want to kind of make the transition and i've got a really great Ooh. transition from disney to universal yeah yeah but i don't want to leave you uh disney yet before we you know without finding out is there you know is there a concept or an idea or is there just something that you wish you know that that had ever been put out there that you wish had happened or something that you wish just had never gone away and was replaced by something else and... i mean i'll always miss mr toad mm-hmm. that's always my my favorite from when i was little that was my first foray into online like message boards there was a website called save toad oh wow um i bought a t-shirt um so <laughs> that was I, i'll always miss that um but i will say i'm i'm definitely i don't want the were you going to say something? I was just going to say, I, I remember doing a, a drawing of the, the car for Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and I think you wrote to me, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 Cause yeah. Because for the, for the show, the which I never saw. Animatronicans. Yeah, I never got to see yeah. it. Very sad. Um, but yeah, I have a um, an enormous framed uh, screen print of, it's just the Mr. Toad ride vehicle. Yeah. And that's it. And it hangs in my house, and my girlfriend does not understand why we have it. And, uh, but it's, it's there. You messaged me and you said, I'm really into Mr. Toad. And yeah. I think it predates this show, but it was one of those, uh, you know, um, I think unintended, uh, you know, uh, inspirations yeah. for this show where I cut, you sent that to me and you're like, I'm really into Mr. Toad's wild ride. And I, and I, I remember reading that going like, Oh, weird. Yeah. What a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so go ahead. Um, but no, so what I will say is although I love and I miss my, you know, nostalgia from childhood and things, I am a very heavy proponent in change. I think you know, there's a, there's a Walt quote about, you know, Disneyland will never be done. It'll always change. And, um, I think people, especially in the fan world that are just like, oh, I don't want you changing what I grew up with and that sort of, you have to just give into it and there right. will always be cool, which is why I love the homages. So yeah. like, they're not forgetting about what used to be there, but it's things that are changing. Um, a good example of the opposite of this is the figment ride. I don't know if you've been on it at Epcot. No, it's awful. <laughs> so the original ride, this is my last Disney thing. Okay. The original ride was based on a, an idea that, um, Walt's Imagineering had come up with for uh, this unbuilt um, park or this unbuilt land um, called Discovery Land, I think. And so long story short, it came up with this idea of this dragon and this character called the Dreamfinder. And mm-hmm. so the original ride at Epcot was you were on, you were following along the Dreamfinder who was on this big ship and he was trying to explain what imagination was and trying to explain how you kind of collect ideas and then how your brain can kind of turn them around. And in the process, he comes up with figment, so the figment of your imagination. Right. And so figment and the Dreamfinder have this really cool kind of back and forth of figment is this childlike, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this. And the Dreamfinder is like, great, but let's gather it all together and then let's talk about what we can do with it and be creative and be productive and build and that sort of thing and it was very cool and then it ends with this song and it's just it was a very disney it was one of the first um kind of ips created for the parks it wasn't from a movie it was just built in house it was amazing right then for some reason disney decided to change it and they gutted it it came back up no sign of figment no sign of Dreamfinder. eric idol was there um, okay. and the premise of the ride is 
um, no one in the ride has an imagination. And then you go through this lab and you come out and you do have imagination. Huh. And that existed for about six months. And then they put Figment back in, still no sign of Dreamfinder, and it's bad. It's like one of the most poorly reviewed rides, but there's so much Figment merchandise. Yeah. Because people remember the old story. Right. For some reason, Dreamfinder is nowhere to be found, and it's awful. And that's one of the examples of, I think, a poor decision of what they've changed. Um, if they had torn the thing down and put up a brand new experience, fine. Yeah. But to do this weird not good version of what was good i wonder i wonder what led them to that decision i'm assuming money yeah the rumors are that kodak who was the sponsor pulled out and they lost all that money and probably some of the ip for it or something right i don't know they're like we need we need more monty python right and i love monty python yeah i love eric idol but he's a drag he's no dream finder no well you can't you can't get uh, th- that's the problem I find with things like that. You can't get people like, you know, Eric Idle, people from, you know, something like Monty Python that were so subversive and so out there mm-hmm. and then put them under the, the Disney banner. It's y- weird. You're basically I mean, putting a muzzle on them. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's funny. If you've seen the Canada movie in Epcot starring Steve, uh, uh, Martin Short. Martin Short. It's great. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have opinions about that. <laughs> <laughs> not a big martin short fan <laughs> don't like him but i see where people would enjoy that um so anyway let's uh let's transition yes over to universal let's do it and here's how i'm gonna do it animal kingdom there's a dragon oh my god i can't believe i didn't talk about that. right well that's this so this is how i'm gonna transition yeah over. yeah yeah um so t- let's talk so talk to me about animal kingdom okay thank you because i would have been really upset if this would have been my answer to your uh question <laughs> yeah. um so animal kingdom this is so crazy so when they built animal kingdom the idea was there were going to be representation of three different kinds of animals animals that were dinosaurs animals that are elephants lions at all mm. and animals that never were or never will be so dinosaurs or no, i'm sorry dragons and so if you look the first thing you see when you walk up to animal kingdom the ticket booths to buy tickets to go into the park all the way on the right has a dinosaur yep middle elephant left dragon right it has a dragon yeah it's still in there in the original concept and in the, again the press releases straight up dragons there will be dragons at this park this is not a rumor the original when the park opened there was a boat ride that went around the tree of life it went by dragons it went by dead knights, which eventually got pulled out because people were freaked out by it. Like <laughs> fire that bursted out of caves. Yeah. Um, there was, and still is, if you know where to look, a rock formation that looks like a dragon head that's a waterfall oh. right by where Pandora is now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this was a thing. It was happening. It was going to be this mythical, it was called um, Beastly Kingdom. And there was going to be a good side and a bad side. And the good side was going to have like a hedge maze with a unicorn. And the bad side was going to have this dark tower ride, dragon tower ride, where it was going to be um, essentially the rumor is, here's the transition, um, what what is, well, now it's gone, Dueling Dragons. Right. So the ride that was built in the um, Universal Islands of Adventure Park, the rumor is that these this was essentially just taken. It was old Imagineers that went to work for Universal and took the plans. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I like to believe it's true. It's kind of a cool story. Well, I've heard the same thing. Yeah. That, that basically <laughs> Disney ran out of money mm-hmm. and uh, Universal, <coughs> excuse me, Universal kind of went, uh, we've got a little cash. Why don't you bring your ideas over here? And that became essentially Islands of Adventure. Yep. That's the rumor. I think it sounds 
true enough. I think there are definitely parts of it that are too simplified of like, they just took the roller coaster plans and popped it down. And there's like people, there's a hidden Mickey in the track and like all that. <coughs> I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that never got built, but there are still, you can still find dragon stuff. There's in, still remnants of in it. In Animal Kingdom. Do they, um, is that another thing where Disney kind of will deny it? That one is a little harder because there are literally physical dragons in the park. Right. Like the original logo for the park has a dragon on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very hard to kind of move away from that one. Now that Pandora, which is incredible, I don't know if you've been. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's I think it's been put to rest that it will ever come because now you have the mighty Ekron that you can ride and it's yeah, a, it's a good dragon. <clears throat> the Pandora thing kind of uh, fulfills I mm-hmm. think the original promise of. Yeah, animals that never were. Yeah, um, I uh, f- a few years ago on Facebook, I wanted to um, come up with a. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to see if I could come up with my own rumor that seemed like uh, legit enough uh-huh. that people would go like, oh, "Okay, that seems that seems so, right." Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so what I came up with was: Did you know that there are um, a number of hidden Mickey's at Universal? Uh-huh. Which seemed far enough out there for me that it wasn't true, but it seemed plausible uh-huh, enough sure. that people might go like, oh, interesting. Yeah, a lot of people jump ship, and um, go, you know, between the companies. Yeah, and so I was like, did you know that there are hidden Mickeys in Universal? And uh, immediately somebody responded who works for Universal and was like, oh, yeah, there are like 23 of them. And like Whoa. basically confirmed it and was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and immediately I was like, oh, shit. But I think that came from that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, where a lot of Imagineers were kind of being drawn over to, yeah, you know, Universal. Yeah, there's some. I mean, there's some fairly big names of people who were at Disney and then went to Universal or vice versa, and um, which honestly I think is great. I think it's great to mm-hmm. share. You know, I mean, that's how you get things like Volcano Bay and, and yeah. Diagon Alley, and you know, it's incredible. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So let's. Uh, so now that we're we're sort of in Universal now. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about that. Obviously. This I know this I, I know a few more things about that because I that's where I'm sure located. Um, so I know that you know like the Harry Potter expansion Diagon Alley kind of sits on the footprint of Jaws, yep. mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. So so do you know the homage to Jaws that's there? I'm I sure know that there are a few. Yeah. So one of the the cool one my favorite one is so if you're walking up to go to, into Diagon Alley, so you're out in London. Um, there's a record store, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the records are homages to Jaws mm-hmm. the movie, Jaws the attraction, the uh, creative team members, is that the universal version of Imagineer? Sure. Um, who worked on the ride. It's very cool. So yeah. that's kind of a cool like homage. I think in the in um, Nocturne Alley, the Shrunken Heads mm-hmm. sing the, um, the song that Quint sings in the movie. Yeah. Um, if you do... I, there's a spell that you can do to make them sing. Yeah. And if you do it, I think five times in a row or something, is? yeah, they'll sing, um, show me the way to go home. Yeah. 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 So cool. Yeah. That's like, that is when I found that out, I was like, they did it. They knocked it out of the, that's the perfect <clears throat> weird. You have to force it to happen. Find it. It's back in that weird dark out. Like, it's yeah. so great. It's great. I love that. Um, I think there's, uh, I think in one of the shops, I think there's like a, a shark, like a jawbone, yeah, yeah, up yeah. in the rafters mm-hmm. or something. So yeah, there's a few, there's a few nods. Yeah, love it to Jaws, which and is I really miss cool. Jaws. Jaws is my favorite movie, my mm-hmm. favorite film. 
Um, I think I went on the attraction. Honestly, I don't have much memory of it. Um, <laughs> but I really wish that because when I was down here, I was I I had only really been to Universal a couple times after, right. before I moved down here, and so it was right around the time I moved here when all the Harry Potter stuff was happening. So. Um, I do regret not having experienced it to its fullest. Jaws was um, one of those things, though, that was so part of, like, especially, like, Nickelodeon television and, like, growing up at a certain age where if you watched Nickelodeon at the end, they would always say, you know, filmed at Universal Uh Florida, and then there would be a shot of, like, the shark popping yeah, yeah. out of the water that it almost becomes a part of like collective memory. I think that's where exactly, even if you've never done it, yep. you know exactly what that ride was yep. about. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah, of course I've been slimed before. No, I have not. <laughs> no, but no, no, absolutely not. No, but yeah. Oh man. Nickelodeon. That's <clears> a, <throat> we can talk about that. The whole Nickelodeon studios yeah. that used to be here. Um, that's just a, you know, it's blue man group now. Um, right. But that whole, that was such a part of my childhood. We definitely, I remember touring those studios when I was little. Um, you get to see all you know the filming like all that and Keenan and Kel were filmed here and um, yeah now there's not a whole lot apparently the only thing that you can still see um, that's part of the old studios is if you go to one of the bathrooms mm. in the Blue Man Group um, theater um, there is it's the, the bathroom floor is tile and there is a what used to be like green like there's green tile that looks like slime had hit the ground mm-hmm. and that's still like in one of the bathroom stalls oh, okay so that's the they just probably forgot about it. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. like the only. <laughs> <laughs> that's less of like an homage and more of just a. Oh, it's, yeah, it's about the yeah, yeah. yeah, apparently that's still there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, is there anything? I mean, as far as uh, obviously Universal has gone through a lot of changes recently. Yeah. Especially with the influx of of cash that comes with Harry Potter and mm-hmm. stuff, and um, so I know in my time there a lot of sh- a lot of shows have kind of gone, um, disaster. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, Twister, things like that. Yeah. But but um, I mean, are there are there is there anything out there as far as like uh, plans that never were or you know? Yeah, Universal. I don't know quite as much about like the things that dev- that never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the history of Universal is very cool to me because essentially it was the the tram tour that used to be in Hollywood or still is out in Hollywood where you stop and experience Jaws, and you stop and experience King Kong. Um, the story is that Steven Spielberg basically knew the guy that was building the Kong animatronic and mm. saw it and was like, whoa, that's awesome. I want to be a part of this. And then Universal was like, well, we're kind of thinking about doing a Florida park. And he's like, if we can do one of these, I'm in. And then was like, and I'll give you Jaws, and I'll give you E.T., and I'll give you this. And so that's kind of how it came to be. Right. Kong's gone now. Um, that's a cool one where there's there's references to... So the mummy, the mummy ride that's there now is where confrontation used to be, mm-hmm. and so the the there's the the room that you go in with all the the treasure, and there's a big King Kong statue if you look in the back left corner there, and so that's sort of a, oh that's cool yeah like before the it's right right when he gets you when he's like oh you can have all these riches and it's like or and then the guards kind of pop up but you mm-hmm. can see in the fire and also um, this is kind of harder to see unless the lights are on but in the part where it turns into a spoiler alert when it turns into the roller coaster part of the ride the mm-hmm. mummy. Um, the original track for King Kong is still in the rafters because it was literally built into the building. Oh. So it's still there. It's obviously nothing's going on anymore, but um, right. you can still see that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but the shows themselves, I, want, I, I hope so. I mean, there's probably a reference to it in, you know, over in the, what is it, the Fast and the Furious screen adventure. Yeah. There's a few disaster references in yeah. there. 
Um, there's a jacket that's hanging on on a mm-hmm. chair, and um, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. And the Jimmy Fallon ride is um, a natural disaster. Right, that's a reference to Twister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that I had seen, I know um, people speak very fondly of like old Universal with Mm -hmm. like the birds and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I do know, so the the Minion ride, which was the Jimmy Neutron ride, which was the Hanna-Barbera ride, apparently in that there are references um, to like the rocket that you used to ride in, quote unquote. Of those rides, you can see those old rockets flying around in some of the scenes, and oh, okay. um, some of the color schemes they use references the Nickelodeon stuff. So there's a lot of bright orange and green, and I don't know if that's a direct homage, but I've heard that that can be right if you really want to believe that that's a correlation. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, you know, I think it, with, like I said, with 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 the space sort of being more limited mm-hmm. as far as what Universal is able to do, like they're doing really great stuff and they're finding you know literally every square inch yeah. that they can in order to expand but a lot of it is just kind of demolish and 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 rebuild you know yeah and yeah just... there's it'll be interesting to see what comes because there's rumors of what universal is doing next with you know with nintendo and there's rumors of a new park and there's rumors of star trek and right so it'll be very cool and i think all hopefully a lot of that will be in either new sp- I've heard rumor that it'll be back where the the Fifle the Barney stuff is and mm-hmm. I've heard it'll be a new park as long as they don't touch ET there won't be a problem I don't know if they're legally allowed to the rumor is that basically like while Steven Spielberg has a like until his last breath is that that ride can't be touched which yeah. is perfectly fine with me yeah um so and that do you know the story about that how like the whole second part of that ride is based on the the book sequel to ET the green planet no, I, I've heard of the intended sequel, but I didn't know that the ride yeah, was. Yeah, there's a book which is references all that insanity that happens immediately in that ride. Right. Um, and the rumors that it was going to be a, another movie that never happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the, so the history of that ride's interesting. Where like, I guess originally the <clears throat> the pre-show spiel with Steven Spielberg was like, "Oh, you're on set, and you're going to see how we made ET," and then they changed it to like you're really with E.T. now. Like, it was a very different kind of change to it, but, yeah. oh, man, I love that ride. There's a great, um, and I'm blanking on the name right now, um, <clears throat> but uh, there's a great stand-up routine. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, great stand-up routine about going to Universal, and uh, he's waiting in line for E.T., and he waits, you know, an hour or whatever, and he finally gets to the front, and he's so excited to go on, and all of a sudden, Steven Spielberg shows up, and he's like, <laughs> E.T.'s lost, and you need to get him back to his home planet. And so he's like, oh, I, I just wanted to enjoy this ride, but sure, I'll do this favor for you. And so he gets on the bike, and he returns E.T. to the home planet, and he lives way closer than he anticipated, but he does it, and he's like, oh, good, now I can actually go on the ride, <laughs> as intended. So he goes back in line, and goes through, and you know, gets up to the front and Steven Spielberg is like, he's lost. And he's like, again, I just returned, you know? And so he goes to another ride, you know, and he's like, Oh, I'll just go on the back to the future ride. And he gets all the way to the front and he's like, you know, uh, Biff stole the flux capacity. He's like, why does everything keep going yeah. wrong every time? You know, I just want to ride these rides and now I have to help you. That's and it's so just a, good. But that's, that's universal in a nutshell. Yeah. Every ride they do is like, something's, something's gone, wrong. gone wrong. We need your help. Uh-huh. Even even the shows are like the director's not here. Yeah, we need an actor. You know, we were talking about the uh, in the Men in Black ride where it starts out um, 
like you're there to see the the universe in you. It's like a it's just a tour, right? Of like whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like just kidding. We need your help to do whatever. <laughs> we were saying, I wish that it was only like one in ten that got that. And so nine and ten just went on this ten hour like walking tour. <laughs> like ah, oh, we didn't get the ride. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> There's probably somebody who is looking, uh, looking forward to the yeah. universe in you, just like walking tour. Yeah, it's like one out of ten star tours is just a nice ride to Endor. Yeah. You don't have to worry about fighting Darth That's Vader it. along the way. Yeah. Um, it's very smooth. Yeah. You know, one out of ten boats in Jurassic Park, just they don't get diverted. And yeah, they you just, go the right way. It's <laughs> just very nice. Dinosaurs don't take over. Do- very docile behind their cages. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> one of the things you said, actually, so the Back to the Future ride that is now the Simpsons ride, mm-hmm. there's homages to that um, in the pre-show, a ton of it. Like Doc Brown's in the pre-show and... There's stuff you see the DeLorean and the in the ride and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that I think is very funny is um, so now what is uh, it's like Cletus's Chicken Shack. It's like mm. one of the quick service restaurants there. Yeah. Used to be like Doc Brown's Chicken, and for the longest time the joke was like, but why <laughs> Doc Brown has never referenced chicken <laughs> right. in any of the movies, <laughs> but is now canon because it's. You know, right. Steven Spielberg's like, yeah, sure, you probably like chicken. Yeah, like, <laughs> you probably sell this. So you can still get it. Apparently, it's the same recipe, too. So, Oh, really? That's what I've heard. Uh, Cletus Chicken and Waffles is probably the best single item. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. On property. Yep, and apparently it's that same same Doc's recipe. So wow. there you go. Thanks, Doc Brown. You really know what you're doing. <laughs> um, is there, uh, so uh, before we kind of started recording, I know we were mentioning other things. You had mentioned like being from the Northeast with like Hershey Park and things yeah. like that. Is there, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, there's not as much of that like deep, deep, deep theming that goes on. A lot of those parks are just like roller coasters, chocolate, <laughs> Hershey Park. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, lots of chocolate. Got That's it. the theme. Named there. after Meriwether Chocolate. Meriwether, yeah, <laughs> chocolate. Um, Hershey Park's crazy though. That whole town is insane. It's it's literally the whole town is exists because of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so like the lamp, like the streetlights are Hershey Kisses, and literally the whole town smells like chocolate because wow. there's a giant factory in it. Yeah. And then a theme park in the middle of it, um, which you know started kind of the same way that Disneyland started, where Disney was like, Walt was like, I want to build something for the people to be able to play with their kids and not have to you know deal with the shady kind of side of the city and you know let's build this same thing here milton hershey was like i want to build like a place that my employees can come and relax and then it just evolved into this roller coaster park so wow but it's cool especially if you want to see like a six foot tall like uh, reese's cup character walking around <clears throat> i've always wanted to. right well you can wrapped or unwrapped depends well, really <laughs> no <laughs> well okay this is weird so the head is a uh it's an unwrapped reese's and then the body is the wrapped reese's it's a weird um oh, okay anatomy so it's like the orange mm-hmm. the orange square is like a, is like rectangle the pants. and then he's got a just a brown mm-hmm. head with a face on it yeah okay but um yeah i don't know that there's a whole lot of like old stuff and like oh my because again it's not like there's no like stories to those rides it's right. more just like roller coaster or dark ride about chocolate or whatever but um just growing up around all those things you know theme parks all the time one of my favorite stories is so six flags great adventure was about a 30 minute drive for me it's in new jersey Mm. and my senior year in high school we were uh my class put on the morning announcements and so first period was just prepping for that homeroom you did the announcements and then you went to class so if you weren't like because you rotated through being the anchor and the producer and what the editor 
And so if you weren't assigned anything, you kind of sat around. Mm -hmm. And so friends and I would get up, drive to Six Flags, go on a couple of rides, get back in time for the end of homeroom. Because literally you didn't do anything if you weren't weren't in the show. Oh, wow. That was fun. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, of course, I moved to Orlando. <laughs> yeah, you have to. <laughs> the theme park. This is where all the fun is. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, what did we talk about Magic Kingdom? Did we talk, we talked about Hollywood Studios a little bit? Yeah, Star Tours a little bit, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else is, you know, that they've knocked down there. I mean, there's all, all the different shows that have been in where, you know, American Idol, and there was a Doug show, and um, which was... If you want a nightmare inducing, look up the Doug live on stage costumes. Oh, God. Because it was just painted faces to look like. It was so weird. Oh, really? It wasn't like. No, no. Face characters, yeah. That would talk and very creepy. (laughs) Um, And then, like, the Drew Carey, the Sounds Dangerous was there. And Mm -hmm. not a lot of, like, homages. None of those are, like, those classic things people are, you know, dying to see. Right. so what was the story with the hat? Everybody hated the yeah. hat. So they put up the hat for the Millennium Celebration in 2000. So the, the icon of the park has fluctuated between the what they called the Earful Tower, which was the water tower that had the Mickey ears on it, right. and the back of the park, which is now gone. Um, and then the Chinese Theater, which is a much nicer replica of the Chinese Theater in, in Hollywood. And so for the Millennium Celebration, they put up this hat, uh, the Sorcerer Mickey hat. I don't know why. No one really knows why. Um, every park kind of got spruced up for the millennium. Epcot got that stupid wand next to it, next to the ball that said 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they put up this this hat, and it was sort of like, yeah, it was a store underneath it. And they sold like millennium merchandise. Right. And then like, yeah, it looks good. Let's keep it. But then it was like, but you're literally blocking the Chinese theater. And so then there were rumors of like, that was right around the time that the MGM name went away um Mm -hmm. because of the sponsorship with with mgm and so they were like oh maybe they're trying to block this because that's ip that they can't put on show anymore i think all that was just i think it was just cost i think it was like well it's going to cost us to tear down it doesn't look that bad let's just keep it right but again it just felt like this weird it just got plopped down for no reason yeah um i was a big i was Mm anti-hat um and so i was very happy to see it go away because i love that theater i think it looks great yeah um <clears throat> that's a classic ride that's gone. I was gonna say yeah. it's empty. Are, are there? Is there any plans to 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 do something in there? Oh now, yeah, or? they're built. It's a I forget the name, but it's a Mickey Mouse ride. It's Mickey's first ride ever, actually. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it'll be more in the the new style of the new Mickey cartoons, <clears throat> which are very cool. I yeah. don't know if you're a fan, but um, the the new style of Mickey cartoons are very cool. Um, and so it'll be like a train, train robbery, train something, something with a train. <laughs> Mickey rides the train. Something with a train. Yeah, and I'm sure there will be. That's one that they've got to have homages to the to the great movie ride because that was classic. That was like yeah, but opening day because that park when it opened, boy, you wanted a fun filled hour and a half. <laughs> Literally, they had a tram tour and like that was it because they rushed it. They wanted to beat Universal. Right. Um, Michael Eisner did a lot of things because of um, what was his name Katzenberg. Um, that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff, Jeffrey? Yeah. So he went and then did a lot of stuff at Universal. He used to be Disney Animation. And there's a lot of rumor, which is supported by fact, that a lot of things that they tried, Michael Eisner was like, we can do that too. Mm-hmm. So like the theme park, they did that. Um, they did Disney Quest, which a lot of people think was in reaction to um, something that Dis- that Universal was working on with Sega. And so there's a lot of like, anything you can do, I can do better. Like, haha. Right. Um, 
MGM went well. You know, I think Hollywood Studios is a shell of itself right now, but with Star Wars and Toy Story up, I think it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't that funny that that, that happened sort of, I'm sure it happened in both directions with the theme parks, but especially with the movies, um, <clears throat> when DreamWorks mm-hmm. was founded, you know, and every time you see DreamWorks, you see the little SKG afterwards. Those are the names of the three original founders. Yeah. Um, Spielberg, I believe Katzenberg, yeah. <clears throat> and then G, <clears throat> whoever that is. Um, <laughs> but because he, because Katzenberg was coming from the Disney side, yeah. he was able to uh, knowingly take a lot of the movie ideas that Disney was working on at that time right. and literally transfer them over to his new company, which is why in the early days of DreamWorks, you get a lot of the same types of movies, right. mm-hmm. which, you know, uh, I, I hear people talk about it at that time of like Bugs Life and Ants mm-hmm. and um, uh, Toy Story and Small Soldiers and things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. where people almost speak of it like it's a coincidence, mm-hmm. where it was just like, what a weird time where two movies were coming out. But it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. They were they were directly taken. Yep, absolutely. And just and utilized in the early days of this new company where they were just like, eh, Disney's doing a show, you know, a movie about toys. Let's let's do one of our own. Right. You know, and so that's. That's why. You Bugs know. Life and Ants is so... That, that's insane. It's like almost the exact same movie. Practically. Except one's done really well yeah. and <laughs> Ants sucks. Like Small Soldiers and, and Toy Story, like I, they, they deviate. But I mean, it's based on toys. That one is pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. He just, he just took it. Yeah. Kids <laughs> love bugs. He's like, here's what they were working on. This we is, go. We're going to do the same thing. You know, and then and then luckily for them, they kind of get away from, you know, once that once they sort of like hit upon Shrek and and actually <clears throat> mocking yeah. the Disney, you know, the Disney style and ethos and stuff. And then <clears throat> it's almost similar to like when Family Guy and The Simpsons uh-huh. were um, feuding. Were kind of feuding, where it was just like Family Guy was the uh, up and comer, the new start. You know, kind of had a little more attitude, was a little little more crass, a little more referential um and it was about the time that i stopped watching the simpsons Mm -hmm. was when they instead of competing with it and sort of saying no we're going to keep doing what we've always done successfully they were like it seemed like simpsons started changing their model to match family guy you know and that's when i started going like ugh. and don't get me wrong i loved both Mm -hmm. simultaneously but for different reasons so when when one started turning into the other i went ugh. I'll just watch Family Guy. And yeah, then, you and know? then you have South Park, who's just commenting on the whole thing, right? Perfectly, exactly. <laughs> but it was sort of like that same idea where Shrek came along and was like, you know, isn't this fairy tale stuff stupid? Yeah, you know, and like, and Disney started changing uh-huh. their attitude as well. So now you've got these cartoons that that reference itself. Yeah, you know, and and people like with Frozen, people look at it and they go. Oh my God, it's so revolutionary. You've got a character saying that you can't fall in love at first sight mm-hmm. and you shouldn't just give your heart to any man that comes along. Wow. But it's like, but she still does that. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's just paying lip service to this more cynical attitude that we have today. But like, when you look at it, she does that. Right. You know? Yeah. But it it's still like, follows the same fairy tale arc. 100%. It's just a different, you know, plug and play. I, I like Frozen. I mean, I think. Like uh, Princess and the Frog was a good example of like I think Disney going back to its roots a little bit and well, yeah. I think it's fantastic. I oh don't yeah, I think it got enough praise. But um, but you want to talk about like movies that 
that's sort of, you know, uh, similar to the theme park thing that we're talking about that sort of like fix itself or, or change itself halfway through, you know, Elsa was meant to be the villain right. of that movie. Right, yeah. And then they heard the song. And they were like, oh, no, this is too good. Yeah. We can't put it in the mouth of the bad guy. Uh-huh. And so halfway through, all of a sudden, she she's not the villain anymore. And so they have to change the, the, the second part of the script. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, Prince Hans, who there was no indication <laughs> yeah. uh, that he was ever going to be a problem. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it was like, yes, I was evil the entire time. <laughs> Didn't you get that from that <laughs> yeah. delightful song I sang? That wonderful song that we sang about falling in love? But it's, you know, but but that's, again, it's just sort of one of those things where you just go, what? Like, mm-hmm. if you're really paying attention, you're like, how, why? Yeah. He's not the evil one. That's right. impossible. Right. There was actually, to draw it back to the theme park conversation, there was a, um, a Snow Queen attraction that was designed for Disneyland back, way back in the day. Um, never happened, never ended up happening. But some of the elements of that were then actually, like, straight up copied and pasted into the Frozen attraction that's in Epcot now. Oh, really? So some of the effects and some of the... Um, the idea of Elsa kind of pushing you back was part of the original concept and mm-hmm. kind of fit in with the track that was there from Maelstrom anyway. So yeah. kind of a cool thing there. That is cool. Um, yeah, a lot of ideas from from Disneyland sort of were transferred over to Disney World or yeah. or, or kind of in different ways, right? I know there was like a, a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea yeah, yeah. thing that was, was it was it meant to become a Nemo ride and never happened or did that? It did. So it, did so the, so it was out in California. Um and it was just a, a submarine ride, mm-hmm. um, and it was very cool. So it didn't actually. You, you sat below the water, but it never actually dove. It was so you know on a track, and it would go through a cave. It would made it look like you were going deeper, and they blew bubbles at an angle, so it made it look like you were sinking. Very cool. And then when they built it here in Florida, they did twenty thousand leagues under the sea. So they made it Jules Verne themed and um, really really cool. Then that got paved over and is now New Fantasyland. It mm. was Pooh's thoughtful spot for a second. Uh, if you catch that theme of Winnie the Pooh just being an idiot. Um, so then now it is where uh, Ariel, uh, her meet and greet and her ride um, are. Oh. Um, there's actually a very small little Nautilus, which is the um, the ride vehicle that you can see in the rock work, which is kind of a cool oh, okay. throwback homage to that. The one out in California still exists, and it's Nemo. Um, it's very similar to the ride that's in... Um, the seas here at Epcot, mm-hmm. um, where you go and you see little animatronic fish and their songs and whatever. Um, it's a cool ride. Um, it's very, you feel like it was built back in the sixties. It's very tight, right. kind of cramped. I can't really do it. I get claustrophobic inside of it. But, um, so yeah, so that's kind of had three incarnations. It was just straight up submarines. Then it was the Nautilus and now it's Nemo out there. But yeah, so that came over essentially oh. the same mechanisms though. Mm-hmm. Same exact ride. Yeah. Um, they used to have like live divers that would be down there with you, and then they got rid of that. And um, but yeah, that's out in Tomorrowland, out in California, because a lot of the stuff from from Magic Kingdom or the Disneyland came to Magic Kingdom in Florida. So Pirates, Haunted Mansion, um, a lot of the dark rides, like the Snow White ride, was a copy, you know, com- just a direct clone. Mr. Toad is, was there were two tracks here in Florida, but it was the same idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Pan's flight, the carousel, Dumbo. A lot of the Fantasyland stuff was kind of copied and pasted over. Yeah. Um, no Matterhorn, though. No Matterhorn. There was going to be that... that there, the rumor was the, the ride they were going to put into Epcot, the Mount Fuji ride, would have been similar. But right. yeah, No Matterhorn. My favorite thing to do is uh, go to Splash Mountain. Or it used to be. It, it's such a teenager thing to do. But um, go to Splash Mountain and um, ask about 
the source of the theming oh, because yeah. they don't really talk. Oh yeah, they, they don't talk, talk about, about it at all. No, but you've got like Brer Rabbit and Brer Bear and Brer uh-huh. Fox and it's you like know I'm missing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are these characters from? <laughs> that's what I used to like to ask all the these poor these poor employees. Oh, yeah, that's who a... just don't care. Mm-hmm. And I just where what movie is this from? They're just like, shut up, kid. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> so that's a cool. So California, the the one in California, um, almost all the animatronics for that ride are just straight up pulled and plopped from another ride that was called America Sings, mm-hmm. which was like a um, basically kind of a Carousel Progress style where you rotate through a theater and it was just birds and animals singing about America and then that closed and they literally just pulled them and plopped them in that last show scene when they're all singing on the riverboat. Right. Um, two of them that were uh, geese um, were taken out, completely stripped down to just their robot parts, and put into Star Tours as robots. Oh, weird. So if you look closely, you can see that their feet are webbed and they have little tails on the back because they are just, like, de-skinned goose. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, here? No, the one in California. The one in California. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they were just like, quick, we need two robots. Uh Give me those geese. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we are, we're kind of getting near the end sure. here. So you know the question that's coming. Um, is there anything that, that we didn't talk about or you wish I would have asked about that, that you want to you wanna get out there, make sure that people know about, something you find interesting? Um, I think one of, the, one of the more bizarre things that doesn't exist anymore that still physically exists, it's near river country that we talked about. So... Something called Discovery Island um, that's still there. It's out in the middle of uh, Bay Lake, which is, um, if you know where Magic Kingdom is, and then there's the Contemporary Resort. Yeah. The body of water that's behind the Contemporary is called Bay Lake, and there's a there's a uh, an island in the middle there that used to be this bird and wildlife sanctuary, and you could buy a ticket, take a boat out there, um, see all these animals and whatever. Um, and Disney, basically when, when Animal Kingdom opened, they brought all of those animals to Animal Kingdom and then just walked away. And there are videos of people, I do not condone this because you will be banned for life from Disney if you get caught, right. swimming out to the island oh and God. taking video. And it is so creepy. Yeah. Same idea as like the people who go to River Country, but like there are other animals who have like taken over this island and there are like literally it, just one day it closed so there are like employee name tags that are just around oh, and weird. like um paths that have been overgrown and again like they'll never touch that why yeah. would you need that island so that will just exist as this like decaying overgrown thing that used to be there it used to be this little zoo and it's just sitting there and unless you know, unless you were there, you know about it. You never. It just looks like an island. Yeah. You're like, is there, is there a dock over there? That's. Can weird. you see it from the monorail? Yeah, you can see the island. It's huge. Yeah. Um, the only way to really get a good look at it is if you take that boat. If you take the boat over to Fort Wilderness, um, you go right by it. You can see the dock and stuff. Um, you can't really see into the island because it's totally overgrown at this point. Yeah. Um, but so weird. And again, that's one like, why would you ever touch it? Yeah, but that whole and that's that's the same area where I was I was referencing before there were ideas to build like a Mediterranean resort and a Venetian resort and a per, I think like a Persian resort like all these different resorts on that monorail beam um and now you just have the three the Grand Floridian Contemporary and um Polynesian. Yeah. It's just so wild to think that Disney has that much property that they it's can enormous. just It's enormous. It's so cool. Do you you know the history of how they bought all the land up? Yeah, that that Walt kind of 
came out under a, a bunch of different yeah, like, like shell companies and names. names yeah. yeah. If you go down Main Street, um, one of the <clears> windows <throat> where they have the names of the people who helped or whatever, mm-hmm. there it lists the fake names. Oh um, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, and one of them I think is like E Y E space F O R space something like referencing I four, like referencing the road. Oh, that's fine. And so it's the name of the guy who was like the the major financial planner for it, and then the four fake or the five fake names that they used to buy up all the land. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's an interesting story because they they start catching on like halfway through the process or something. Yeah, so yeah. he buys. He buys some of the property, like, I mean, pennies. Right. You know, and, and then all of a sudden somebody goes, wait a minute, I uh-huh. think this is Walt Disney. Yeah. And all of a sudden the the the, the price for the land just skyrockets. Yeah. The, one of the stories I heard, and this, there's no way this is real, but I still think it's funny, is that one of the guys um, is like talking to someone about buying the land down near in like uh, near the Kissimmee side of, of Orlando. And he's talking, he's like, yeah, I'm from around here. I just want to expand my farm and blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, what part of town are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from, uh, I'm from Kissimmee. He's like, you're from where? He's like, Kissimmee. He's like, you mean Kissimmee? He's like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, deal's off. <laughs> you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but I think it's funny. Yeah, that seems like a local legend. Yeah. It's just like these idiots who yeah. say Kissimmee. And this farm's still mine to this day. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's know. funny. Um, no, it's just, it's, it's just fascinating because it's like uh, when you first pitched the idea to me, it me- immediately made me think of like abandoned malls. Yeah. And like if you ever watch videos of like people going into like these just buildings and or like hotels. Hotels, oh yeah anything where people just once lived and played and laughed and you know and just like to think one that that existed and now it's just abandoned mm-hmm. you know but also it you know for me it it kind of makes me think of you know our own future where it was you know where it's just like places that we go today mm-hmm. where there's just so much life happening and there's just so much enjoyment and then th- there's going to come a day where it'll all be screens where people will just close they'll just get up and leave yeah you'll just walk away from it you know and the fact that disney can be visited by millions and millions of people every day and yet there's there's areas of it that are just ghost towns Mm -hmm. you know and the property is so big lord knows what else they've got hiding under those trees yeah you know it's crazy that people don't even know about but thank goodness there are people like you out there who are willing to discover it. <laughs> and to go even further and risk being kicked out of the parks for yeah, the rest of their life. don't do that. Don't do that. But watch their videos. Watch the videos. You know, if you're from the Orlando area, you probably work for one of the parks, if not both. Or all three. We haven't even mentioned SeaWorld. But yeah, I don't know what's there. That's all right. Um, but, you know, the nice thing that uh, I find about having access to the parks is that it allows you to take the time to notice the details. Yep. You know, you, you, you don't have the pressure and the rush of, well, we got to ride this ride and we have to ride this ride. And, you know, we're going to make this worth our $100, damn exactly. it. Exactly. You yeah. know, so if you're from the area, you know, do yourself a favor and, and check out the parks and really... Really take in the details because there's it's there mm-hmm. and there's a lot. If you're not from Orlando, the next time you come in, like, look for these things, yeah. you know. And now, and now, thanks to Sean, you have a bit more information. You can be the person who turns <laughs> next to the person and says, "This is a reference to the Nautilus," and they can go, "I don't care." Don't you hear? This is the Rocketeer soundtrack. <laughs> 
Where are you going? <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm by myself now. Um, no, but it's 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 endlessly fascinating, and and I can't wait to go back and and look for some of these things because I had no idea. Yeah. Um. Uh. Will you come with me? Yes. Cool. Well, will thanks you? for coming out. Absolutely. If you get me into Universal. I'll get you in the universe. Because that's where I don't work. If you made it this far into the episode. <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't guess, I think I think Disney is the, yeah. is the one that you enjoy yeah. more. Um, yeah, we'll go to Universal. We'll we'll find some we'll find some cool hidden treasures. We'll look for the hidden Mickey's. Yeah, all twenty three. All twenty three. God, I hope that I don't think that's the number, but it seems right. Um, anyway, Sean, thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it. Um, this has been a very very interesting conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. And um, hopefully you go out and enjoy. The day had no effect on the no, conversation. No, thank gosh. Actually enhanced it. Yeah, I think so. So um, yes. So thank you once again, and um, we will see you next week. Bye. What Am I Missing is edited, produced, and hosted by me, Brett Walden, with original music by Anthony Smith. Special thanks to Sean Rice, if for nothing else, leading me to believe that Meriwether Pleasure was a real person and not a fictional character. If you would like to know more about me or listen to past episodes, you can find it all at facebook.com slash whatamimissingpod. And if you have any questions, comments, or curses about anything you heard today, you can email me at whatamimissingpodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure to rate us on whatever app you choose to listen to podcasts on and tell your friends about us, please. Now here's a preview of next week's episode. They wrote a song, he wrote a song called Surfing, they recorded it, they went into a studio and they recorded it and they called themselves the Pendletones, which was, they were originally, they were wearing shirts that were Pendleton shirts. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to make like a pun off of the shirt that they were wearing. Sure. But the, uh, the, the guy that was running the studio was like, the Pendletones, that doesn't make any sense. They're <laughs> singing about surfing. We'll call them the Beach Boys. Thanks for listening.